This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. We're here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring the ethical hacker himself, Dr. Timothy Summers, about all sorts of considerations about cybersecurity with the forthcoming Trump administration. You'll hear a little bit later from Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo about all things in the world of technology and more on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Dr. Summers, welcome back to the show. And Thanks. I think the big story that happened since you came here last was where the internet was kind of overwhelmed because a company that provides DNS services up in Massachusetts, I think, Dyn DNS, which I almost used for our sites at one time, by the way, they were overwhelmed with what they call these DDoS attacks. And as a result, a lot of sites almost came crashing down. Now, would you explain, first of all, what are these companies that provide DNS services to businesses? Well, before we even talk about the companies, we need to talk a little bit about DNS, um, which is the domain name system. DNS is, is a very essential part of how the Internet works uh, from the sense that it is core to how you access websites. Specifically, it's responsible for translating uh, the URL that you use um, into a numerical uh, address that computers use. So when you type in yahoo.com, the actual IP or the, the numerical address for the service for Yahoo is not yahoo.com. There's an actual numerical address that the computers use uh, to route you to yahoo.com. So you go to yahoo.com, and a DNS provider then has uh, routes you to the legitimate uh, IP address. And so from that perspective, uh, anytime you send an email or browse the web, um, essentially your computer is going to send a DNS lookup request to your internet service provider to help route the traffic to where it's supposed to go. So DNS providers are the, the, the folks who sit in the middle of that transaction. Whenever you send a request or try to access a website, they're the ones that make sure that you are forwarded to the appropriate place. And, and that's the kind of, uh, that's what Dyn does. And Dyn is one of many DNS providers out there. And the way these companies work, by the way, is very simple. What they do is you can pay like a monthly fee or an annual fee, and they'll handle DNS services for your domain. It doesn't have to be a PayPal or something. Even a normal user can right. do this. And supposedly, if you do it this way, it's more secure and faster than exactly. what you get from your web host. Right, right. And, and, and in many cases, these services, as you said, you know, they'll make it faster. What they'll do is they'll allow 
your uh, the traffic to your domain to be routed through their service to ensure high speed connectivity high speed and secure connectivity in many cases because you can also set up for them to ensure that the connections are are encrypted uh, and secured dns providers really play a, a huge part in the way that the internet works and and just for us to be able to use it okay now what happened on this particular occasion that kind of brought the internet to its knees? All right. <laughs> so basically, this was uh, October 21st, right? Um, Dyne received a, 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 a barrage of attacks, um, and, and this was a what we call a, uh, a global DDoS, which is Distributed Denial of Service Attack. They were receiving these attacks specifically on their uh, their DNS infrastructure on the East Coast. Um, I believe it started somewhere around 7 a.m. Uh, that morning. And essentially, the DNS traffic uh, was, you know, resolved from uh, the East Coast name server locations. This is a statement that they, that they sent out. It said they were experiencing a service interruption during this time, and uh, updates will be posted. Well, what they didn't realize was that this was going to be an all-day thing. <laughs> They were essentially getting hit all day long by these, you know, this distributed uh, denial of service attack. And the fact that it was a global means that the attacks were coming from all over the world. So it wasn't like they could stop and say, wait a minute, is this just coming from Italy? Is this just coming from China? It was coming from everywhere. So they were trying to figure out what was going on. It, it was just massive. And, and the, the really big thing here is that the companies that use Dyn um, and that experienced outages because of the cyber attack were companies like Twitter and Netflix and uh, Amazon Web Services. They were big companies, sites that we go to all the time. So, in essence, the entire eastern seaboard or pretty much you know, any of the major companies that were using Dyn, which was some big companies like I just mentioned, we kind of felt like the Internet on the East Coast was out. <laughs> and the reason you sign up for one of these special DNS services is they are supposed to be able to deal with problems like this. It's not like, for example, right. you right. get your $2.50 web hosting account and expect that they're going to really be able to protect you. This is a company that's designed to protect you. And when we talk about DDoS attack, it means it's like sending junk traffic, tons of it. Yes to yes. the DNS management company. And what this means here is like you're flooding them because, you know, there's a finite limit to how many connections they can handle at once. And suddenly it's like a flood of requests that may be dozens of times more than that, and they can't handle it. Right, right. Actually, a great way to think about it is uh, if you think of a, 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 a trough or a uh, sink, right? And you're pouring water down the sink, and so, um, if you, you you know if you pour water at a at a reasonable pace, right, the water will be able to go down the drain uh, relatively, you know, at a relative uh, relative pace. Well, imagine if you completely overwhelm it with so much that it takes a little while and the sink starts to back up a little bit, and it's it's still trying to drain everything, but you're just putting more and more and more and more and more. It sounds like a septic tank. Oh, sure. We could go to septic tank. Well, and, I'll go with it, that only because I lived at a place before I moved where it has septic tank. And we yeah. went into an awful lot of problems until we had the thing drained 
at very great expense. So, okay, so imagine ah, overwhelming yeah. your septic tank if you live in the country, and you get a yes. vague idea of what this is. Now, that is perfect. Okay, so is there a way for a Dyn DNS or DNS Made Easy or all these companies that I know about, is there a way they can protect themselves against massive attacks from throughout the world, or is that the limitation of the system? Well, that's a great question. It, it, it's a little bit of both. Um, it, it is a limitation on the system, and there are security experts that are out there who've been calling for there to be some improvements to DNS for quite some time. Um, but, you know, at the same time, think of it this way. Um, before this attack, I believe the record uh, attack was um, before, actually, actually a week before the Dyn attack happened, um, Brian Krebs' uh, security site, his blog, was attacked. Um, prior to that, to those two DOS attacks, um, the biggest ones we'd really seen were in the neighborhood of about uh, 60 to maybe a little shy of 100 gigabits per second, maybe. And um, the attack on Krebs' site was about 620 gigabits per second. And then the attack on Dyne was even larger. And so if you notice that huge jump, the, the reason and the way that that jump was able to happen, um, and, and, and when I'm giving these numbers, what that means is that's the amount of traffic that was being sent. Um, so over 600, um, 600 gigabits per second being sent to this specific address, um, this is massive. That's a lot of data. In fact, the only way to really reach those kinds of numbers is it's not if you're using uh, just computers to send that data, but rather you're using the Internet of Things in uh, collaboration with. Let's do our break, Tim, and then we'll get back to this and talk about the implications further and what might be done in the future to minimize a problem like this or can sure. Dr. Timothy Summers joining Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. 
you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So here on the Tech Night Out Live, we have Dr. Timothy Summers, and a bit later, Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo will join us. We're talking about this massive DDoS attack against this company called Dyn DNS that overwhelmed the internet and brought down sites such as Netflix and I believe PayPal and a number of others, very well-known sites as a result of what happened here. And a big question we should look at, Tim, is you mentioned that it's not just computers sending out this traffic, it was so-called Internet of Things. Now, you probably know, Tim, that I hate the term Internet of Things. Why do they have to call it that? It just seems kind of silly. It, it, it is a little, it's a little silly, for sure. I mean, we, I believe 
the industry decided to go with something that would be all-encompassing. And uh, the vision, of course, from the consumer side of uh, the consumer electronic side of things is that eventually everything <laughs> in your life will have uh, an Internet connection and uh, transmit data. And I, I believe that's where that term comes from. And, I, you know, we really do need to um, – we really could have come up with something better, in my personal opinion. It's probably too late. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's over, Gene. I don't, I don't think we're going to be able to go back and rename it. <laughs> A lot of people have said I'm over. But before we mention that, I should mention one more thing. If you want to know the best way to support the Tech Night Out Live, really support the show – Join Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot For subscription rates starting at $4.99 a month, you get the commercial-free version of the show with more features coming, plus.technightowl.com. Dr. Timothy Summers, Ethical Hacker, joins us, and we were talking about this massive DDoS attack. Now, you mentioned Internet of Things devices. Does that mean like your refrigerator could do it or yes. something else, anything, yes. any device that gets so, to the Internet. Yeah, so the way that you would typically uh, do a DDoS attack, what usually happens is a malicious hacker would pay a botnet herder, which is basically, imagine, you know, you've got your computer in your house. Someone's put some malicious software on that computer, and it allows them to take over the computer and do with it what they need. Your computer has now become a bot, that person who sent you the malicious software in the first place has done that not just to your computer, but to a lot of other people all around the world. That makes up a botnet. It's a network of all of these different uh, computers that have been uh, turned into bots. Those people are referred to as botnet herders, similar to herding sheep or herding cattle. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then what happens is those botnet herders will then sell access to their botnet. You heard me correctly. Sell access to your uh, computer and the control of your computer, the command and control of your computer and thousands and thousands of other computers around the world. If you're interested in con- doing a DDoS attack against, uh, let's just say, a Department of Defense server, what you would do is you would pay a botnet herder to use their botnet and maybe some other botnets because you can, of course, retain more than one. And then what you want to do is direct all of the junk traffic you can to this Department of Defense server. That is, in essence, what a uh, distributed denial of service attack is. Now, we have a lot of technology like Dyne DNS uh, and companies to try to help us withstand the impact of such an attack. However, in this case, that didn't happen, and that was because of the sheer size of of the distributed denial of service attack. Now, I understand also webcams may have been involved in part of this. Now, if you have something like an Apple Mac right now, you have a built-in webcam, which is protected by the products and operating system security. But if you buy like the $29.95 webcam, you buy the $29.95 webcam. Now, we don't think of it that way, but there is an internal internet connection, and also there probably is a password that you can set. Yes, there is. There is, because a lot of people want to be able to log into the webcam when they're away from home. Maybe they put the webcam in their house, they want to log into it away from home and see if there's anything going on at the house. And Gene, 
before we get really deep into this, the talk here, I do want to give your audience an idea of the size of a distributed denial of service attack, just so they have a sense. So back in 2012, a 65 gigabit per second attack was a very, very huge attack. To give you an idea, that essentially is equivalent to having 65,000 of those bots that we talked earlier in your control. So in order to do a 65 gigabit per second attack, you've got 65,000 computers that you've taken control of. Now, the attack that happened uh, to Brian Krebs' site was 620 gigabits per second, which means that there were over 620,000 devices that were sending junk traffic to his site. The attack on Dyne was substantially larger. What that means is that there were possibly a million devices being utilized around the world, all sending junk traffic to Dyne at the same time. Ouch. The only way to, yeah, it's huge. It's massive, Gene. It's massive. And the only way to do an attack that large is to take advantage of things like standalone web cameras and other appliances around your house, like Alexa, the Amazon uh, device that everyone's buying for Christmas. <laughs> but I just wanted to give your audience a, a, an idea of the sheer size of this attack. Okay, now, how does some outside internet criminal get control of your webcam, your refrigerator, I guess, if it's a connected refrigerator, your security system, if it's online, how do they do that? Well, a lot of that blame uh, starts really with the manufacturers. There's a, in fact, I believe a few of the security blogs have provided lists of the manufacturers that have produced many of these products that were used in the, the Dyne DDoS attack. And uh, it, it basically, a lot of these devices don't have security uh, on by default. So when you plug it in and you start using it and you don't think about uh, securing it, it's wide open. Literally, someone can go connect to it from across the net and, uh, and do things with it. And so there's a, there's a botnet out there uh, that was particularly used in the Dyn attack called the, uh, called the Mirai botnet. That botnet was created by a hacker who essentially wrote some code, some malicious code, that would go into these webcams, take uh, control of them, um, and various other types of devices. So it really does start with the lack of security built in by the manufacturers. So therefore, all the companies who make this gear and don't think for two seconds about making sure customers are protected are responsible. And you have to think here, people who buy these things just plug them in. They don't think about security. Whereas, I'll give you an example of where a company should be proactive about such things. And I'm not always a fan of this company. But, for example, for a while I had internet access from a company called CenturyLink, which is descended from one of the baby bells called Quest. And I'm going to talk about this more in the next segment, and then Dr. Summers can follow through. Let me tell you more about it in our next segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over three years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE, GSM, and Sprint networks. Introducing PIX Wireless. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, or unlock GSM phones with PIX and choose from an arsenal of monthly plans or build your own. Starting at only $2.99 per month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-205-9513 or PIXWireless.com, spelled P-I-X-Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. If you or someone you love is suffering from hearing loss, please stay tuned for a special free offer from the makers of a revolutionary hearing breakthrough called Listen Clear. Listen Clear is precisely designed by top audio engineers to fit the ear almost invisibly, and it can be adjusted to find the perfect way to hear everything in every listening environment. Right now, we're offering absolutely free in-home trials to everyone who calls now. 1-800-957-9652. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also receive free shipping and free batteries for life. ListenClear is lightweight and practically invisible, so people won't notice when you're wearing it. So again, if you or someone you love is suffering from hearing loss, please give them or yourself this life-changing 100% free in-home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-957-9652. That's 1-800-957-9652. 1-800-957-9652. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. See website for details. Need some extra cash today? Do you have bad credit or maxed out credit cards? If so, turn your radio up. 45cash.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks with over 50 different lenders. Now you can get a personal loan for up to $5,000 with any type of credit discreetly from your computer or smartphone and with no paperwork to send in. That's right, no paperwork whatsoever. Your cash will hit your bank account as soon as tomorrow as our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Visit 45cash.com and you can have up to $5,000 in no time. Just have a checking account and a regular source of income and you can get the loan you need now regardless of your credit. Go to 45cash.com from your smartphone or computer to get the cash you need. Visit 45cash.com. Type www.45cash.com directly into the address bar. That's 45cash.com. 45cash.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed; it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl. 
because you never know what's going to happen next. So we have Dr. Timothy Summers, ethical hacker, joining us. We're talking about the big botnet attack against Stein DNS, bringing down a large portion of the internet for a day. So anyway, I get this router from CenturyLink, this router DSL modem, and it has a built-in password. It's already set. a strong password by any definition, upper, lower cases, symbols, everything mixed. It looks like gibberish. Therefore, it's a very, very good password. So now here's the deal. They give you the password and they put a sticker at the bottom of the cable modem. And I would think you will hide that sticker because we assume people aren't going to see it anyway, but you hide the sticker and you can change the password if you want. But at least out of the box, it's got a secure password that you use to access that router and that cable modem. Okay. That's, I think, at least being reasonably intelligent, assuming that somebody is not going to intercept the package they deliver by hand to you with a service technician you pick up at one of their stores or is sent to you, that somebody's not going to open it up. And the chances of that are very slim. They're giving you a strong password. Apple, in setting up your Wi-Fi router, the airport, under different names, Airport Express and Airport Extreme, all that stuff, they're giving you a default password. A lot of these routers are now doing that. They're not just calling it password. They're giving you a default strong password. But when you take these other tiny internet-connected devices, there's no thought about that. What about cable set-up boxes? Are they connected to the internet or just attached to your satellite dish connection or your cable? Uh, no, they they also have internet connectivity. I mean, that's how the cable company syncs up with those set-top boxes. And, and in fact, if you think about the new set-top boxes, they actually are quite interactive. You know, in some cases, you can even speak to your remote. That stuff is internet connected. It's definitely leveraging uh, a direct connection to the cable company, but that's not to say that uh, <laughs> that you can't hack in. And I'll give you an example of that too. If you have or if you want to use pay-per-view or on-demand, you have to have a wireless internet connection or a wired internet connection. So in that respect, they are going online to be able to send two-way communications. You know, you want the pay-per-view. You want to order it without calling somebody up. It gets that signal. Also, the same thing is true for on-demand well, think about the, uh, I mean, the, the services that the cable companies are providing right now, the security systems at your home, the, uh, the, the cable access, the telephone access, all of that goes through your Internet connection. Okay. Now, that's another question, too. I have here an Internet-connected telephone system from a company called Phone Power. Do I assume they have a secure password on that? Uh, that's not a good assumption to make. <laughs> A good assumption to make is that if there is security built into that system, it's probably built in on the back end, meaning that you as the consumer do not see it. In most cases, the companies will try to have an uh, encrypted channel between the, the phone in your home and the phone at uh, 
you know, at the base station someplace. Uh, however, if they are ahead enough to use some form of encrypted channel, it's usually not very complex. So uh, I wouldn't go thinking that uh, your phone company is using military-grade encryption. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt to contact their tech support and say, hey, I got this little phone adapter here. What kind of security is on there? Is there something I can do or you can do That's from your end to fix it? I would advise every consumer, if you buy a product and it is Internet-connected, you should call the manufacturer or call the, the company that provided you with that product and ask them, what kinds of uh, security mechanisms are in place to protect your data? Because one of the things that's happening right now, Gene, with the smart TVs, um, and, and, and actually I'm going to pick on Alexa a little bit, the, the, the product uh, Amazon Echo, uh, which is coming out of uh, uh, Amazon, that product, you can speak to it, right? You can speak to it and make commands, and it'll control things around your house. But here's the thing. In the disclaimer or in the license that none of us get an opportunity to read because it has so much legalese in it that no one understands it, unless you're an attorney, uh, it, it actually states that these devices, including smart TVs, Amazon Echo, and other products like them, can randomly record uh, without your knowledge. And that information is sent back to Amazon or Samsung or whoever produced or manufactured that product. And so there may be sounds. There are going to be recordings of you and your family and your children that have been sent back to the manufacturer. And who knows, one, was it sent back securely? And two, where are they storing this stuff? Three, what are they doing with it? And four, can a malicious hacker get into it? The answer to the question about whether or not a malicious hacker can get into it is absolutely and positively yes. A lot of things to do here. So what is Dyn DNS going to do to protect themselves from this happening again? Because they're still botnets. They still have millions of connected devices to which they have access. Well, Gene, this was a new, this was a new approach to the DDoS attack. Uh, no, none of the manufacturers were thinking that their products, their Internet of Things products, would be utilized for this kind of attack. So right now, the manufacturers are trying to figure out what they should be doing. They're really not sure. And, uh, and this is why my company, Summers & Company, has made a foray into advising our clients on the area of cyber-physical and uh, helping our clients understand some of the different implications that are there with these products. And companies like Dyne are really not sure how to respond to the situation. What they're going to do is they're going to double down on the uh, mechanisms that they've been using up to this point, but which really just means that the next time it'll take a larger DDoS attack. So, you know, as I just said, uh, you know, we're talking up to a million devices. So maybe Dyne will make will make its uh, services and system you know able to withstand attack from a million and a half to a million. Okay. Well, the more and more consumers buy these Internet of Thing type products, these wearable technology products, the products in the home, the Amazon Echoes, whatnot, the next time the malicious hackers are just going to take, take advantage of more of those types of things. And so companies like Dyn are not going to be prepared when there's a DDoS attack that is in the, the 2 million you know, device range or 3 million or 10 million or 20 million. What do they do then? 
The problem is that these manufacturers are not building in the sufficient security mechanisms into the products before they're selling them to people. And that's how the malicious hackers are getting control of them in the first place. We've got to go to the source of the problem. So even if you buy a new device tomorrow which has the secure password, the tens and tens of millions already out there still are ripe for the picking. Yes, low-hanging fruit. Definitely low-hanging fruit. What about the refrigerator? Is the refrigerator connected to the Internet, too, now? Many of them are. Uh, LG, Samsung, they are companies that are producing Internet-connected refrigerators. Even ovens, Gene. Come on, look at the uh, Internet-connected ovens. You know, you're, you uh, dial in from work or you connect from work and you turn it on so that it can cook the stuff that's in the oven. And uh, we're, we're, think about the smart home, Gene. What about smart homes and all of the various products and, and parts of our home that are going to be connected to the net, that are connected to the net? Your thermostat, uh, your washer and your dryer. So right? I have to worry You're about right. my Nest device, my Nest thermostat from this. We've got more to come, and we're going to talk more about cyber threats and stuff. And briefly, a little bit about what might happen during the Trump administration. Our guest is Dr. Timothy Summers. He is an ethical hacker. He's one of the good guys. And you'll learn more about protecting yourself. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over 1.5 million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.de slash Gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Did you know your car can be hacked just like your computer or phone? Hackers can hijack the signal of your own key fob to burglarize your vehicle in seconds. The Black Hole Faraday Key Fob Bag is a signal impenetrable shield that stops these hacks in their tracks. Protect one of your most valuable assets. Go to HackProofBag.com. That's HackProofBag.com. And use promo code RADIO to get 20% off. Or call 805-222-4584. 805-222-4584.
There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Boy, it's nasty out there. And I'm so happy, by the way, Tim, that I do not have a single device anywhere connected to the internet other than my computer devices and of course my phone adapter which now i will check with phone power to see what they're doing so i guess the watchword is before we move to the next topic tim is just check everything you've got that goes online whatever it is and find out about password protection call the manufacturer and by the way if you have a washing machine from samsung watch out If you have any internet-connected devices in your home, you should definitely, uh, definitely pay very close attention uh, to what kind of internet connectivity they have, and and do not. And I'm, I can't stress this enough: do not feel uncomfortable calling the manufacturers and asking them, telling him them to give you an answer. How are you protecting my data, and what is this device doing with it? Now there may be instructions provided, but those instructions are probably in microtype. We basically need a magnifying glass if you're over 25 years of age. And some of us are far, far over to read. So call them. It doesn't matter who you talk to there. And I would also think here, if they're not giving you the answer, you know, if it's an expensive device, you paid hundreds of dollars for something like a refrigerator or whatever it is, 
you know, then you must insist on something. If it's a cheap device, get a new one. Throw the other one out. Just go away with it. I don't know. Now, do you think something Dean, like... Dean, I, I, you know, I, I'll do this only for your listeners, team. You know, if you're curious about a product and you're not sure if it, uh, about the internet connectivity that it has, if you want some help, visit summersco.us. That's www.summersco.us. And send us a note about the product. And someone on our team will tell you what we know about it. Feel free to do that. Okay, we appreciate that. Thank you very much for the offer exclusive to our listeners. This way you can find out what the heck they're doing. Now, what about these integrated Internet of Things schemes like Apple has HomeKit and Google has something going on? Do they provide more integrated experience and security because it's being managed by a company that should know that? Well, that's a bad assumption to make. It's, it's, it's always a bad assumption to make that the manufacturers or that these companies uh, should know that and should protect you from it. Um, these companies are in business, and what they do is their plan is to sell you an integrated products uh, and services. And so to make the assumption that they're also going to include security is, is a poor assumption to make. However, many of them, um, I can speak specifically about Google, are taking uh, very strong steps to be as secure as possible. In fact, Google was hacked a few years ago, and Sergey Brin and Larry Page uh, made a, uh, a pact to the employees at Google that they never wanted that to happen again. So Google's the only company that I know as of right now that has that kind of CEO or founder strong plan the gavel on the table. We don't want this to happen again. So I think it's safer to suspect that the Google products are more secure. But at the same time, of course, you're giving Google pretty much all of your data. (laughs) Apple's HomeKit, based on what I've read about it, is also designed to be very secure because Apple encrypts everything. That's why the FBI had so much trouble with an Apple device. So you figure Apple... Google, responsible companies, Apple, Google, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and, 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 you know, that's an absolute great point, Gene. Apple is one of those companies that really has taken a very strong approach to wanting to protect its its customers' data. And so that's something to really be mindful of. And, and of course, we saw that with the situation with the FBI. So I think that's a fair fair assessment. Um, I do think that it's, it's really tough and complex to make that kind of statement about most companies, because most companies think about security with regard to what, what do they have to do. And so if there are no regulations or rules out there that specify that they have to use a certain kind of security mechanism or that they have to use security mechanisms at all, uh, don't expect for it to be built in. All right, just moving on in topics. Of course, we heard this story some weeks ago where suddenly Yahoo reveals that what a half billion email accounts, didn't know they had that many, had been hacked in the past. Of course, they didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell Verizon who's buying them. Now, where does that stand today? Is that affecting the agreement with Verizon? Well, that's where we're waiting to see, right? We're waiting to see what the story is going to be there. The last I received an update about it, they said that the lawyers were still looking into the situation. They hinted that the the acquisition would still be going through. However, there was no definitive uh, decision on it. 
as far as I know, as of right now. So I, I suspect that Verizon is trying their best to do their due diligence and to put Yahoo through the ringer a little bit with a little bit more rigor in the sense of uh, investigating, hey, was there anything else that, that's happened in Yahoo that we don't know about? Let's talk briefly here about the fact that there's going to be a new guy in the White House very soon. And there may be there a lot of concerns because things will change. Do we know anything at all about what Donald Trump plans? Is there anything on his site to deal with cyber threats? Obviously, we have the situation, although he denies the source, with the Russians. So what's happening? Gene, Donald Trump's been pretty mum about his... uh his approach to cybersecurity, he has been vocal about uh, being, uh, believing that it's a very big issue. It's something that we really need to spend some time on. It's something that we really need to work on. Uh, it's something that we really need to address. Uh, however, there really hasn't been a lot of meat on the bones with regard to how to do that. And, and that's something that we're, we're all looking forward to, to seeing with this new administration uh, you know, when it comes in. Now, we also know, but, but to be fair, um, both candidates really didn't have a lot of meat on the bones with regard to a cyber strategy. And so going forward, what we're looking forward to is, um, you know, what's going to happen in that first hundred days? You know, what, what is Donald Trump going to do uh, to start putting together an actual plan? Now, I'll tell you what I believe is going to happen. Um, based on the tea leaves that I've seen, I believe Trump will try to take a, a strong stance on the issue and try to gather many of the experts uh, to try to see what, uh, who are our largest, what are our largest threats, who are our largest adversaries, and in what way can we combat them. I do believe that uh, he's going to take that kind of approach in his first hundred days. Okay, so you think he will be strong about this? I think he hasn't. I don't think he has a choice. Um, uh, you know, it, it, we've seen that there's proof. The proof is in the pudding, right? That uh, we're getting we're getting attacked uh, across the board. I do think that he's going to try to take the stance uh, or try to take the opportunity to reverse what Obama did with ICANN. I think that Donald Trump uh, believes and and will try to make strides toward keeping the internet under American control to ensure that. Uh, the United States is is protected, uh, or better protected rather, from its adversaries. I do think that he'll try to make that kind of uh, that that kind of strategic move as well. All right, explain this here. This is the company or the service that manages internet names. Yes, I can. I can is a is a is a nonprofit organization that essentially manages. Um, the central repositories necessary to translate domain names to IP addresses. So as we mentioned earlier about putting in yahoo.com, well, the computers can't read yahoo.com. They direct you to uh, an actual IP address. ICANN is the keeper of that. Um, think of it as being like a phone book. And so it has a domain name, and then there's a number. Um, ICANN is the keeper or custodian of that internet phone book. And that phone book is used by everything. 
on the internet. That's what uh, domain name service is all about, as we talked about earlier. Okay, so what is happening to ICANN? You can tell us in our next segment. And why do some people with a political intent say that the U.S. is giving away the Internet? Technically, they don't own it, although we created it. A lot of it was created, by the way, by people using Steve Jobs' old Next computers, where they had the first browser. Isn't that a bit of history? We have ethical hacker Dr. Timothy Summers. A bit later, we're going to have Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo, and we're going to do something elaborate to get him connected because his internet is down. That's going to be fun. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time, Numana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only Numana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the new mana difference. America made food stores all love to eat. Yum! Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, so ICANN is what? Being made public, sold off? What's happening with ICANN that has caused such a furor? Well, President Obama, current administration, uh, decided to give control of ICANN to, so, so basically, up until now, because uh, we, we need a little bit of history, up until now, ICANN has been a contractor for the Department of Commerce. 
maintaining that internet phone book that we talked about earlier, that makes sure, the, this internet phone book that makes sure that when you put yahoo.com in your, uh, the address, the address bar, it takes you to the appropriate site. So you can imagine how important that is. So up until this point, ICANN has been a contractor to the Department of Commerce. It's a nonprofit based in Los Angeles. Well, the uh, government, the current administration, put out an RFP requesting someone to take, they, they had, you know, to, to take over, essentially, the control of ICANN, not just to be a contractor for the Department of Commerce anymore, but they essentially um, requested that ICANN take it on as their full-on responsibility and that the sort of governing body within ICANN would be an international group. So essentially it would be representatives from different countries, uh, different companies, and, and, and that's a substantial difference. So we're going from a situation where the United States was the shepherd of this Internet phone book and the administration saying, yeah, we don't think it's a good idea for us to be the shepherd or custodian of this phone book anymore. Let's give it to the organization that's been running this for us, and uh, let's let them do it. And they decide how to control this and who should have input. And so ICANN is an international organization, so their perspective is that the world should have input. Our thought is, because ICANN still hasn't put together a strategy for how they're going to do this, they're, I mean, they're a tiny organization and a uh, nonprofit in, in Los Angeles. They're still trying to figure out how they're going to actually strategically put this whole thing together. But what we suspect is that they're going to try to put together an international board you know, with international interests to be the shepherds or custodians of the Internet phone book. So the assumption here is if you have an international board, one country's interests will not dominate, or is that even possible? Exactly. Exactly. That's the thought. That's the thought behind uh, this situation. And, and, and really, it is no coincidence that this is happening uh, after the revelations from Edward Snowden, because a lot of other countries in the world have felt that the United States had too much control over the Internet in the first place. So there have been some experts that have claimed that this relinquishment of power is really the United States' way of trying to say, hey, look, we're going to be transparent now. We understand all this stuff came out saying that we're spying on you, but we're going to try to be transparent now, and here's, a, here's um, some good faith, right? And, and that's what some experts are saying. But, you know, it's, we're still waiting to see what happens, Gene. Now, is this done with executive order or what? Is it something that can be reversed? Because obviously, President-elect Trump is saying he's going to undo all these executive orders from President Obama when he takes office. It is something that could be reversed. Absolutely. So do we expect that's something he will do, or will he see the wisdom of doing it this way? Because right now, all that's happened is it's become political fodder, which it doesn't help anybody. Right. I believe that he's going he's to strongly consider it, and he's going to ask um, security experts what they think. Is this a good idea or not? Uh, should we keep this going? Or is there a better way to do it? Because here's the question. Um, it, it was never posed to question, is this, is this the best way to do it? Uh, the, the administration just basically made the decision. They said, well, hey, these guys have been managing it for us all this time. Let's just let them take it on. Uh, so I do think that a Trump administration is going to reconsider it. Uh, and I'm, I'm very sure that many of Trump's advisors 
are probably telling him, uh, the ones that, that are in the know, are probably telling him that this is not a good idea. So more often than not, this may be undone. Is there a deadline for it? What's the timetable for setting this independent? Well, the timetable's already passed, actually. Uh, it was uh, it's actually over a month ago. <laughs> so so that's, that's, we're still waiting. Actually, over a month ago, uh, ICANN was supposed to uh, submit to the government a strategy, a plan on how they were going to take on um, this monolith of a project. Uh, however, it's still in draft form, and they really haven't gotten to a place where anything is, is etched in stone yet. So we're still waiting to see what the final strategy here ends up being. As we're in mid-November and with the holidays coming up, the chances they'll get a draft proposal submitted this year sound to be slim to none. It is. It is. It is. I, I absolutely don't expect that there will be a solid plan going forward, at least until next year. In which case, if a change is made in the plan, that's it. What about something like net neutrality? Because obviously they're going to have a new FCC commissioner. And it's very, right now, polarized, where the Democrats said yes to net neutrality. The Republicans said no. But if you have the Republicans in the majority, do they now go back and undo all these rules and regulations? Well, I think net neutrality is one of those things that um, there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle who believe that net neutrality is an important part of the foundation of how we use the Internet. Um, so, so I, I think that on that one, there'll be a, a little bit less of a jump to uh, changing that. Um, I, I do think that I think that all of these uh, rulings that have been put into place during the Obama administration are up on the table for reconsideration. We already know that the Trump administration has already said that there are many of these executive orders that they're going to read, you know, that they're going to undo if they can, and so. That's something we already know. I suspect that uh, there's a long list of these that each, you know, the Trump administration is going to go through. With, you know, is going to go through with his advisors and say, "Hey, is this something we need to reconsider?" Um, we 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 know that uh, the Obama uh, health care plan is one of them. Well, that's going to be very difficult too. I don't want to get into the politics of it, but you have people who've signed up for the exchange who expect and are paying for health insurance, and I would think that whatever they do, they are saying repeal and replace, and it would make sense to say, okay, repeal and replace is one law. I mean, if you're going to get rid of this, have a transition to whatever the new thing is. If you just say repeal it and then we'll figure it out later, boy, can you imagine 20 million people suddenly losing their health insurance? And if you think that the riots right now that we're having with people who don't want Trump to be president, and that's how elections work. There are consequences. Imagine if 20 million people lost their health insurance. So I think that's something that is not going to be snap. I think all these snap judgments and rulings that were promised to get somebody elected, things are going to change drastically when everybody's in control and they have to think of consequences to what they do. It's very easy to say things. It's very easy to promise things. But that's not going to happen. All right, so let's just kind of summarize it. There may not be a change in net neutrality because that's pretty much baked in and there is support on both sides. There may be a change in the decision about ICANN only because it's still not resolved. Had it been resolved, it would have been pretty difficult to just say, let's undo it. Exactly. 
That's precisely right. I, I think in this situation, there's going to have to be a little bit more resolution there. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right there, Gene. Okay, so that might change. Anything else in the purview of the FCC that you can think of that might be subject to some kind of political treatment? I, I do believe that uh, after this dying DDoS attack, there are, there are going to be some conversations about whether or not um, you know these companies, uh, whether or not the government needs to think about how these uh, products, these new Internet of Things type products, are communicating. Um, and, I, and that's something that I do believe the FCC may be potentially be involved in. And it's not a question here about saying let's get rid of regulations. Because if this brings the internet down again in some other way, everyone's going to clamor for action. we got more to come yes. with Dr. Timothy Summers. One more segment of the Tech Night Out Live. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season.
My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair Repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We have Dr. Timothy Summers on the Tech Night Out Live. We were talking briefly about the dying DNS attack, which brought down a lot of the Internet and about the threats, about how the forthcoming Trump administration may treat the question of Internet security, about what's going to happen with the decision to spin off ICANN. You know, I keep thinking about that, and I don't understand the logic behind that. I mean, if you have a system that's worked all these years, why suddenly say, no, yeah, that, and that's the, that's the question that everyone has been asking. Uh, the Obama administration's response has been that uh, this has been something that's been in the works uh, for years. Uh, we're just now finally getting an opportunity to get to it. And I guess you can take that, take that as it comes, Gene. All right. Well, a lot of things are going to change now, and especially because of the fact that whatever they're doing, he's got to wrap it up in two months. <laughs> and he has to also think that anything he does with an executive order can be undone by the next administration, and nobody in Congress is going to pass anything significant, I guess, except for enough money to keep operating. Everything else is going to be at a standstill. I don't want to get into too much more politics. But looking at the future here, and we have maybe a few minutes left, what do you think are the Internet threats of the future that we'll be confronting? Obviously, the Internet of Things aspect because it was low-hanging fruit. What else? Well, going into 2017, uh, we're going to be seeing um, many more cyber attacks, uh, you know, from the perspective of um, taking down services like Dyn. So we are going to see bigger cyber attacks, and there are going to be more of them. We're also going to see more intrusion into the home, 
We're going to see uh, hackers being able to access uh, many of the Internet-connected products and uh, gain access to a person's home. And, and I do believe we're going to find uh, or see someone, probably someone definitely, uh, you know, that has a lot of exposure, uh, like a celebrity or someone like that, of that stature, that is uh, heavily exposed because of this. And also, I do think that going forward, we're going to probably see, for the first time, a Fortune 1000 company that gets brought down to its knees because of a major cyber attack and breach. So those are the three things that I think are really, uh, we're, we're standing right there on that line. These three things are definitely coming along. Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. Does any individual or group of individuals have the potential power to take down the Internet completely? Well, the answer to that question is, is yes. Uh, it's about how they would do it. Um, and keep in mind, the way that we perceive the Internet is that there are major companies and services, or websites that we use every day. And so if you were to think about it this way, if there was a distributed denial of service attack large enough that attacked all the major sites that we use, like Facebook, Google, Netflix, uh, Yahoo.com, you know, just think of the major ones, and brought them down for a day, it would be the kind of impact uh, of taking down the Internet in entirety. And so that's so the, the answer to that question is yes. Is it going to happen tomorrow? Not likely. Once we have more proliferation of the consumer possession of the Internet of Things type devices, then we will see attacks of that magnitude. And we need to fix the issues uh, that are built in inherently in the Internet and in DNS in order for us to make sure that we are protected. Now, not to attack anybody, but I think... After this incident with Dyne DNS, this is off the radar of most people. I don't think most people paid enough attention to this because it's just arcane technical stuff they do not understand to realize the severe consequences here. I agree with you 100%. The consequences are dire. And uh, unfortunately, the news media really doesn't do a lot of justice in... Uh, talking about these attacks either. Uh, they were much more interested in talking about Trump's tweets than they were about the dying that distributed denial of service attack. It's not a story that can be summed up with a pithy headline. Or it can no. be. You know, internet hackers bring down internet for a day. What you can do to protect yourself. I wrote the headline. There it is. Two short That's sentences. Perfect. That's for CNN. That's for Fox News, MSNBC, NBC Nightly News. I mean, every major newspaper could write a story like that, very simple, that anyone would understand, even if they're not technically inclined. But that never happens. There are very few follow-ups. This happened, well, a couple of weeks back as we talk. Now, if this were to happen again worse, maybe then there'd be clamoring for it. But what always happens here is it lasts for the day and they get on to some other story. You're absolutely right. So, and Gene, it's really about awareness. And that's, I, I believe that the citizenship needs to be more concerned and aware of these issues. 
because the larger these cyber attacks get and the more brazen they are, the worse off things are going to be. And we really need to find ways to incentivize these uh, companies, these manufacturers, to produce better security mechanisms into their devices. Well, the way to incentivize them is to have some kind of regulation or law that holds them responsible if a person's security is hurt because of the settings they made by default. Force them. And that's a regulation. And you're going into an administration that obviously wants fewer regulations. But at the end of the day, how do you make a manufacturer take this step if it's not something required? Well, there are a lot of different options uh, that can be utilized. And uh, I think really it's starting to happen so much and starting to have such a large impact that we're going to have to look for new potential solutions. And I think this is a time for solution finding uh, as opposed to problem solving. And, and I think that solution finding is what we need now. And, and that's what companies like Summers and Company and universities like the University of Maryland College Park strive to do is to try to help policymakers and to try to help private industry be better able to sell products or produce products or create policy and regulation that takes into account the consumer's needs before uh, it's thinking about just pure profit. And, And I think that that's a really important point. Have there been any informal contacts or any kind of contacts between you and the incoming administration about this? Not yet. No, no, there hasn't been. Um, But I would be incredibly honored and happy to work with uh, the White House, whether it's the current administration or the incoming administration, to help uh, protect our citizens. Because, Gene, you know how I feel about our citizens being a huge part of our critical infrastructure. So I look forward to being uh, receiving some sort of correspondence from the incumbent administration to provide help, whether it be from the university or from Summers and Company. How can we find more information about what you do? Thanks, Gene. Your audience can find me pretty much on most social media at How Hackers Think. And they can also find my website, www.howhackersthink.com. Dr. Timothy Summers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, Gene. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Today, living in the United States means that your online privacy is at risk. Regaining that privacy means going abroad. Privacy Abroad offers secure online privacy because our servers are located in Switzerland, a safe haven for digital communications. As a law-abiding citizen, you have nothing to hide, but you certainly have something to lose. Regain your Fourth Amendment rights and your peace of mind. Go to patriot.privacyabroad.com now. That's patriot.privacyabroad.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203.
This is a life-changing message for anyone with sleep apnea who is on the go and tired of dragging around a big, bulky home CPAP device. Now there's finally a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP. And if you're one of the first 100 callers, you can try Transcend risk-free for 10 days. So call now, 1-800-441-9833. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. To guarantee your 10-day in-home trial, you must be one of the first 100 callers to call miniCPAP.com now. 1-800-441-9833. Again, that's 1-800-441-9833. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers, simply because that's what Longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. To think of the things that we have to do to get connected with our guests. We have Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo. And he works out of his home, and his internet connection went down. So he, I said, you know, can we do this? Can we do a miracle? Tell our listeners exactly what you did to get connected. I am uh, currently sitting in my car outside of a McDonald's connected to their Wi-Fi. So free advertisement there for McDonald's. My iPhone and a Bose headset with a built-in microphone disappearance. 
Oh, boy, that is definitely going beyond the call of duty. <laughs> yep, it is. I didn't suggest he go into the store because it would be a lot of background noise unless he's got a lot of silence-inducing software on his system. In any case, let's just assume that he's sitting in his home now in his home office doing this thing instead of the car. And let's move into some of the topics we plan to discuss with Sean Ani. And now, by the way, he's on a unlimited LTE connection because the Wi-Fi failed. We couldn't rely on it from outside McDonald's, right? Correct, yeah. So we're now using uh, unlimited LTE, thankfully. Well, we're glad to hear that. Anything that works. I don't have unlimited LTE. If I did this on my LTE connection, they'd soon be sending me bills from AT&T. So we can't have that. (laughs) Which is what they want. That is such a really serious problem that we always have with our internet connections. Why are they so stingy about bandwidth? You know, I don't know. I have bandwidth caps with my internet provider, which I almost always go over. Thankfully, they they don't charge me when I do go over. They just send me a nasty email going, hey, you went over your bandwidth cap. And eventually, they'll make me go up to another level and pay them more money per month. I really don't know, especially as we move more and more into the cloud we're doing more things online, you know, with, you know, internet connected cameras and internet connected this and that and the internet of things. Eventually the internet providers are going to have to realize that, you know, a 500 gigabyte bandwidth cap is just ridiculous. Nobody can stay under that. Now, when we talk about internet of things, and I, I've mentioned this before in the show, I hate that term internet. So do I. Ooh, Internet of yeah. Things, right. Okay, I guess, or terminology for want of an intelligent terminology. Okay, we discussed this extensively in our previous segment with a security expert, Dr. Timothy Summers, an ethical hacker. But maybe get a more consumer look at this. The DDoS attack against this DNS provider, Dyne DNS, and it apparently it involved turning a lot of these internet devices into a botnets. Now, are we blaming the companies here for not securing these things? Because the average person who buys these things, they don't expect to have to sit there and worry about security. They just want to plug it in and get on with their business. I know. And that's the problem these companies are going to face because they want you to be able to just, you know, hey, it's plug and play. Just, you know, plug it in and it's going to work. People, consumers don't want to have to sit there and go, okay, now that you've plugged it in, you're going to have to open this port and do this. The the companies are in a really difficult position if they want to sell these products to Joe Consumer because Joe Consumer is not going to have the level of knowledge required to set these things up properly if they're also properly secured. So everyone out there with the webcam and the connected refrigerator or washing machine, what should they do today? Can they do anything today to protect themselves? About all they really can do is if they go into their router and they make sure that their firewall is secure, that they are password protected, you know, that's about the only thing they can do. And that's something they should be doing anyway. The majority of people, when they were, you know, buy a new router, 
they just go ahead and they leave it with the factory set defaults, which means there are thousands, if not millions of routers out there still with the original factory passwords, which in some cases is just password. Luckily, more router companies are getting smarter and they are doing unique passwords for each router and they're printing a sticker that's on the bottom of the router so you know you don't ever lose it. It's right there. You know, I still don't even trust those passwords. You should go in and put in your own secure password. I mentioned CenturyLink DSL modems as an example of that, where it comes with a secure password. That's going to where they give you a secure password, pretty secure based on my knowledge of passwords, but I agree it doesn't hurt to change it because should you be assured that every customer has a different password? I would hope they all have unique passwords, but I wouldn't even assume to guess that. That's an important thing. Can we depend on Apple and Google to be protecting us with Internet of Things devices like Apple's HomeKit? I think in the case of Companies such as those, they're a little bit more savvy, and Google especially does seem to be concerned with security. But still, I I don't trust anything just right out of the box. You, you've got to go in and you've got to do your own due diligence, make sure that you put in passwords that you know are unique to you, and make sure you don't use the same password for more than two devices or two accounts or anything else, because if somebody hacks into, say, your email then they're going to go and try that password on all of your social networks and everything else. So always have a unique password for absolutely everything you use. Let's move on. Speaking of internet-connected devices, every year around this time, we get towards mid-November, Black Friday coming and Christmas holidays coming, and we think, what's the hot ticket? And last year, I can't even remember what the hot ticket was, Sean. What was it? It was the uh, BB-8 Sphero uh, remote-controlled robot from uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. That seemed to have been the really hot ticket last year. I don't even remember it. I have one sitting on my desk, so (laughs) it constantly reminds me. Oh, well, you and three other people, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, this year, I don't know. We have a Doctor Strange movie doing pretty well, so... Do we have reality-altering devices? No, we're not talking about drugs. (laughs) Well, I think when we're recording this, the new NES Classic Edition just came out today, and it is sold out absolutely everywhere on the first day of launch. And this is the miniature version of the original Nintendo Entertainment System that comes with 30 games built into it. And there were lines outside of Target stores all across this country. Even in my small town, where we only have one Walmart, they received six of these devices, and they sold out at 12.01 a.m. last night. You know, I called Walmart's, just in my general vicinity, we were doing a story on the shortage of them. And every Walmart in my little rural northern part of Missouri, every store was sold out. And these just came out today. It's like when an Apple iPhone comes out. It's back-ordered the first hour. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And if you go on eBay right now, people are already trying to get anywhere from... It retails for $70, and people are on eBay you know, trying to get $200, $400 for them. Well, if there's a way to rip off the public, that's it. Otherwise, just wait. Do we assume, though, that by December, at least, this thing will be available in quantities at Best Buy and Walmart or whatever? 
It, it should be, yes. I mean, this is not a limited edition. You know, Nintendo has already issued a statement today saying that, you know, they're, they're not stopping production. You know, there is going to be a continuous flow of stock into the stores. So if you're wanting to pick one of these up for somebody for the holiday season, I would just wait a week or two and you should be able to start finding them. Okay, we'll talk about other possible hot tickets, and this sounds like one that's a keeper for the holiday season, and a lot of other topics, plenty of other topics. We have Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo, and he is right now in front of McDonald's using a Skype connection on his smartphone because his internet went down. Shows you the extraordinary measures people use to get on the show. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Did you know your car can be hacked just like your computer or phone? Hackers can hijack the signal of your own key fob to burglarize your vehicle in seconds. The Black Hole Faraday Key Fob Bag is a signal impenetrable shield that stops these hacks in their tracks. Protect one of your most valuable assets. Go to HackProofBag.com. That's HackProofBag.com. And use promo code RADIO to get 20% off. Or call 805-222-4584. 805-222-4584. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time, New Mana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only New Mana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the New Mana difference. America-made food stores all love to eat. Yum! 
Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help Help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. Okay, Sean Arnie of Techno Buffalo. Other than the Nintendo, what else is hot for the holidays? There really hasn't been anything else that's you know shown up and just made everyone sit back and go, oh wow, that's what I have to get this year. You know, I, I've I try to follow that trend ever since you know the early '80s. You know, when you had the Cabbage Patch Kids, and then in the '90s you had Tickle Me Elmo and everything else. And so it's always interested me to see what's going to be the hot ticket each year. And so far this year, other than the NES Classic, I really have not seen anything pop up as the item everybody is talking about so it's not a computer gadget it's not a surface it's not a macbook pro it's not an iphone 7 it's not a google pixel phone none of those things are hot in the same sense well, I, I would say the iphones are still hot i actually my i'm still using an iphone 6 plus so my phone's two years old and just as of late the battery has been draining incredibly fast so i figured all right now's the time to get a new iphone 7 plus and i tried finding one yesterday it took me well into today to finally find one that i could get ordered and get here in a timely fashion so the iphones are still rather uh, scarce when you're out there looking for one now the iphone 7 plus if you go yes. to apple it's still three to four weeks wait just to order it online what we're Correct. saying here is you will be lucky to see it come a week before Christmas, and that's been a persistent order. Did Apple underestimate demand, or is it a matter of producing that dual camera scheme? I think the dual camera does have something to do with it. I, the iPhone 7 itself is in plentiful supply. It's the plus that is the problem right now. I think it has to have something to do with that camera system. Have you tried that? Have you had a chance to use one to see how it does with those portraits? Uh, 
No, I have not had a chance yet. I, mine will be here early next week, and that will be the first time I've had a chance to play with one. Now, I strongly insist never to buy one of those things, not because I don't want to wait for it, which doesn't bother me in the least. It is because it's too big for me. I, well, I happen to be six foot four with giant hands, so the, the plus phone is about the perfect size for me, or as my boss refers to it, it's Sean sized. For- I'm only a few inches smaller than you, like six one, six one and a half at my age, at my advanced age. But you know, I wear fairly tight jeans. You know, I'm not mm. a big guy. I weigh well 185 or something like that with heavy shoes and everything. And as a result, I can't stick that in there. I mean, I have to tug a little bit for like an iPhone 6 or an iPhone 7. So a plus, a five and a half inch screen, don't make it for me. But if people want it, that's fine. Yeah. I, ever since the first Galaxy Note, I, I have been very much in the phablet category as a phone user. It fits my hand better. And yes, it can be a little cumbersome to carry around with you, but... You know, it's worth it to me just to have a, a screen that fits my hand better than a tiny little screen. I have piano players' hands, long and thin. Just to give you a bit of personal experience here, I did spend a few minutes with an iPhone 7 Plus. I was in the checkout counter at Sam's Club, and somebody in front of me has the iPhone 7 Plus, and he sees I have an iPhone 6 at that time. And I said, can I look at that? And he said, yeah, I'll just, you know, can I just look at your iPhone 6 and see the comparison? I think he wanted to be sure that (laughs) if I got really, really sneaky about it, he'd have my phone and all my information. So therefore, he was happy to do it. No problem. He let me play with it for a few minutes. And I'll have to tell you, I found it just too big for my needs. You know, too much for me, not the kind of phone I want. I grant that people like it. Now... Have you seen in your travels much of a blowback now that it's out for a while for the lack of the headphone jack? You know, I'm surprised. I have not heard a lot of people complaining about that. I'm going to be really curious to see how I feel about it once I receive mine. As I said, I'm using Bose headphones right now, which these are my absolute favorite headphones. And they're a three and a half millimeter jack. Yeah, I'm going to have to use the dongle and all that. I'm just going to be curious to see how cumbersome I find that. The only problem, of course, is if you want to charge your phone and listen at the same time, then you need the $50 dongle or the $40 dongle or whatever those dongles are. At least Apple had the sensibility here to charge $9 when you lose your first one. Yeah, and that's not a horrible price, but... I'm still not 100% convinced, especially when they sent such a conflicting message with the the new MacBook Pro still having a 3.5-millimeter headphone port, uh, although they took away the the SD card reader. uh, But they they left us with the 3.5-millimeter headphone port, which they were saying, oh, it's time to retire this port. And then a few months later, they included it on their brand-new laptop. Now, to be fair to Apple... There was a survey, because I saw some people who got the survey information, I guess from email. They were surveyed as owners of MacBook Pros, saying, do you use your headphone jack? And Apple was probably deciding, in terms of this class of users, which may not be always the same as the iPhone user, about that. And they opted to keep it. 
But there are lots of discussions and controversy over this MacBook Pro, even though Apple and this company called Slice Intelligence that also works with NPD claims that the sales, the pre-orders are really, really high. If we take that as true, is it pent up demand or is Apple on to something with the MacBook Pro? I think it's partially pent up demand, at least a, a good portion of it, because we had gone so long since the last update. There were a lot of people that were just ready to update anyway. So I would be more curious what the sales numbers are like two months down the road. Once you've gotten your normal upgrade cycle out of the way, how does this new version with the touch bar sell when it's just your average person walking into an Apple store wondering if they should jump into the world of Macs? Now, to existing customers, I don't think there'd be a problem. There are complaints about the price, that it went up like $300 or so. But don't you remember the original price for the Retina MacBook Pro like in 2012? It wasn't different than what it is now. No, you're correct, yeah. And that did come down with time, as most prices do for uh, the majority of devices out there. I do think this first generation with the touch bar is going to be expensive, but my gut feeling is that by the second generation, we will see a price drop back down to the area we're more familiar with. Now, just remember when Apple introduced the 27-inch iMac with 5K Retina display, the original price was $24.99 for the basic configuration, and that basic configuration, it's a little a little bit less powerful from the 2015 line is $19.99, the same price as the second tier version from the previous lineup. So Apple was able to give you the 5K display, and now all iMacs are pretty much priced as they were before this came out. Yeah, exactly. And that's the I have a feeling that's the same thing that's going to happen with the MacBook Pro. And you have to remember the MacBook Air was what 17.99 when it first came out. That's equivalent to say the $999 model now. That when you buy something from Apple the first year as they are cataloging their development costs and the higher costs of production because they have to build new fabrications and hardware it's always going to be expensive. You're going to pay an early adopter tax. Yes, definitely. Because Apple's never going to sell these things at a loss, and they'll always keep their margins within this high 38 39 40%. So they look at it that way, and I can see it. But in terms of your readership, are you seeing resistance? We're seeing a lot of complaints, but it's not... You know, people are saying, oh, I'm never going to buy a Mac again. It, I, there is a lot of complaining, but my feeling is, you know, no one's saying, oh, I'm, I'm done with Apple. I'm moving away from the Mac. It's a lot of complaining that will still end up being a sale. Now, one advantage to the new model, if it works and if it succeeds, is the touch bar. And not because of the DJ software. I'm looking at Adobe Photoshop and the demonstration at the Apple event where someone from Adobe is demonstrating how your productivity increases using the touch bar. And Microsoft is adding it to their office suite for the Mac, which surprised me more so than Adobe that Microsoft would do that because normally Adobe and Microsoft don't jump on new features. Apple might have lobbied these people to the hilt and work with them to develop these features. But 
I think there's a productivity advantage there, and I want to mention it in our next segment. We have Sean Ani outside of McDonald's in northern Missouri. <laughs> I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Craig Samet from Anthem. Did you know that premature birth is the number one cause of death of babies? That's why the Anthem Foundation is working with the March of Dimes to fight to end premature birth and birth defects. But you can do something today to give them tomorrow. Your support means programs, education, life-saving research, and a voice for families in the newborn intensive care unit. Together, we can help save babies' lives. Give them tomorrow at marchofdimes.org tomorrow. From the pages of the Bible comes a terrifying account of an ancient beast that was half man, half demon. It is returned in the best-selling novel Nephilim by L.A. Marzulli. Indiegogo presents you with an opportunity to get involved in making this supernatural novel into a major motion picture. Join journalist Mac McKenzie as he travels halfway around the world to uncover the truth about aliens and demons. Join our Indiegogo campaign to get Nephilim made into a movie. Go to Indiegogo.com, hashtag Nephilim. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So you see here, McDonald's is getting all this free publicity. We have special advertising rates, so if they want to advertise on my show... I'll run in and let the manager know. <laughs> we got to think of the chain, not in northern Missouri. Uh, but seriously speaking here, the touch bar, what I see in the demonstration, obviously carefully cataloged and also with Final Cut Pro, is that professional users, if they look at the touch bar, they can be more productive in doing complicated things, especially when it requires going through deep menus. And now it's just tap a button and that's it if you can be more productive and you're charging by the hour you get more work done per hour at some point that picks up the 300 dollars cost disadvantage do you see that as a possible consideration 
Yeah, I do. I think it depends on how deep into the menus you can go. And I think Photoshop is the perfect type of program to look at for this addition to the to the MacBook Pro. You know, if it's just your standard copy and paste, that's not going to change for me. But if we're talking about, you know, two, three menus down inside of Photoshop, that can be a game changer for someone who's a heavy Photoshop user, be it a graphic designer or a web designer. If they allow you that level of customization, I'm a bit more on board with the touch bar. If it's just one level, you know, there's already a keyboard shortcut, that's not going to do anything for me. That's not going to make me want to have one. That's up to the developer. Yeah. The developer has the power to do anything they want and put there. I guess any command they have in that app could be put there contextually sensitive to the kind of processes you're doing. I'm waiting to see what Quark does because I still use Quark Express, although lots of people have gone to InDesign. And I look for Quark to support it, too, because of the pressure from Adobe. If Adobe's doing it, Quark has got to do it also. So that may be the pressure there. The other thing to consider here about the price, look what Apple did with displays. Obviously, they're seeding these Thunderbolt displays. Apple will no longer produce displays because they worked with LG. Now, consider this. LG is selling this 5K display. It was $12.99. But they made a deal with Apple, or Apple decided to eat some of the profits. They're selling it for $974. Suddenly, if you say, I need the 5K display with my MacBook Pro, I need a pair of them, suddenly you're making up the difference in price. Yeah, I don't know. It's Apple, I think, is in a, a spot where they're trying to find their new niche. The, the displays, as I said last time I was on, you know, the cinema displays really had been priced out of the market. There are so many good monitors out there now. It didn't make a whole lot of sense for them to continue to produce their own displays. I think partnering with LG is a great idea, and hopefully it will also mean cheaper displays. There's no doubt the cinema displays were always overpriced. Those things were ridiculously priced. So, I don't know. I think Apple's trying to figure out a lot of stuff about itself right now. It feels like a company that is... Definitely in transition, but what it's transitioning into, we don't know yet. Well, obviously, there was a long-range plan in working with LG. That might just be the design Apple might have released themselves. It doesn't look as pretty, but it has all the features you would have expected on a Thunderbolt 5K display, including the wider color gamut. Yes. Everything we've seen about these LG monitors, they're extremely nice. They look fantastic. I've not seen one in person yet. But unless you're a graphic designer, do you really need a, a secondary or third display that is that high of a quality? I mean, I run two monitors on either side, you know, a monitor on either side of my computer, but like one of them is just monitoring Twitter. That doesn't need to be high resolution. I can wait till a Black Friday sale and just pick up some $100 monitor and I'm happy. So who are the people that need this high quality of a monitor outside of graphic designers or web designers? Obviously, video editors. Yes, I I agree. Yes, video editors. Now, the price is consistent with what you'd pay for a 5K display from, say, HP. It's competitive. And now Apple is selling it for $974. That's also competitive. And they've made the process of driving that display easy because it's just one connector for each of two displays on the 15-inch MacBook Pro. So that also resolves a lot of problems. I don't know. I think any graphic designer, as you say, video editor, power user, 
will buy that. I have no idea what the quantities are, but it makes the case more desirable. Now, there have been other criticisms, and let's go to a couple of these things, and I want to talk to you about the Microsoft Surface stuff, the new stuff. First thing is this limitation of 16 gigabytes of memory. But I understand, if you believe Phil Schiller, that the ways of doing 32 kill battery life. Is that correct? That's what he said, but that's really about the only source I've heard that from. So that's what he wants to say. I I tend to believe him only because if Apple could sell you 16 more gigs of RAM, why wouldn't they? Exactly. They're charging you through the nose for that RAM. Although I do understand, based on the reviews of the plain Jane 13-inch MacBook Pro without touch bar, the SSD is replaceable. And if it's easily replaceable, it might have to go through all these pentalope screws and all this nonsense. And we'll have to talk to Kyle Weens of iFixit.com about that next week when he's going to be on about doing that. But if you could replace it with, say, something from a third-party dealer for not much money, like $300, $350 for a terabyte, that creates a, a great climate there. The other thing is here is that the storage scheme Apple's using, the scheme and technology they're using, those things are supposedly incredibly, incredibly fast. So virtual memory paging doesn't slow you down as much. Right. I don't know. I think a lot of programs are getting more efficient and don't need quite as much RAM as they used to. I mean, there was a time where if you had 16 gigs of RAM, you know, if you're a power user, you were going to be struggling. I do find that a lot of programs are getting more efficient. Then, you know, there are other little programs you can install that will help keep your RAM optimized. Most of the computers I run are on 16 gigs of RAM anymore, and I don't have a whole lot of problems. So I do think programs are getting more efficient as well. Now, both Microsoft with Windows 10 and Apple with Mac OS are using memory compression. That also helps. Right. Yeah. I think 16 gigs is a a livable level at this stage. And if 32 gigs is really a battery life issue, although you do kind of wonder, why didn't they just say, okay, you can upgrade to 32 gigs, and then a warning would come up on the screen saying, please note that this may decrease your battery charge. You know, let, let the consumer decide. Well, again, that's Apple's decision about what to put in their products. And I think they like to keep it simple. They don't want to add complexities, which is unfortunate because I still believe even with the three pound and four pound MacBook Pros, there'd be a way to upgrade memory without having to just buy a new computer. I still think Apple could find a way to do that. I know it's not on their radar. Right. Again, like I said, I think Apple is a company in transition right now. They're trying to find what their corporate identity is at this point. I mean, let's address you know the giant you know white elephant in the room. Ever since Steve Jobs died, you know people have been waiting to see what Apple turns into, and I think this is part of that process. And Apple is trying to find what its new identity is at the moment. Well, this, of course, is all about the future of the Mac and where it goes. And right now, they've cut down on the product line. The MacBook Air is dead except for one model. The MacBook is, I guess, the Air replacement, although it's $300 too expensive. But then I also think will come down in a year. I think when they bring the prices down and have another year experience in producing these things, having a MacBook at $999, a MacBook Pro starting 
at $12.99 or $13.99, I think that makes for a pretty effective lineup because it's still true. Apple earns most of the profits in the PC industry because you're selling gear from which they can make a profit. We can still talk about that before I go to Microsoft a little bit later because there's still open questions and we haven't covered all of them here. There's still open questions about the MacBook Pro. We'll get to those. Should remind you to check plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to learn about the Tech Night Owl Plus. It starts at $4.99 a month, our price cheap. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Attention small business owners. Want to save money on your employee health insurance plan? Learn the little-known solution that could save thousands of dollars on your health insurance benefits and save your employees money, too. Call Health Markets for a free consultation, and one of our 3,000 local agents will show you how to make health care reform work for you. We'll design customized solutions for your business that can lower health care costs for you and your employees. We'll work directly with you to determine your needs. We search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide. You'll also find out if tax credits could save you money. Best of all, the service is free of charge. See why Health Markets has enrolled Americans in more than 2 million insurance policies. You don't have to wait for open enrollment to lower your cost. Call now. Find out how much you and your employees could be saving. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-930-5137. That's 800-930-5137. 800 930 Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow and like all of you out there i had problems sleeping pillows would go flat i would flip-flop all night long i would wake up with a sore neck maybe a headache or feel like i needed a nap even though i slept eight hours when i invented my pillow i wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual regardless of sleep position my pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer it's not about how much time we spend in bed it's about how much of that quality sleep we get i do 
all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We continue with Sean Ani. He is not having a Big Mac. No, I'm not having a Big Mac. <laughs> he, he will after this episode's done. Are you the kind of guy who goes for a Big Mac? I probably haven't eaten McDonald's in 15 years. <laughs> You're a vegan? I, no, I'm not a vegan. I just, you know, I, I tried to, after a teenage life of eating way too much fast food, I, I tried to cut as much fast food out of my life as possible and lost a tremendous amount of weight so i i try to avoid temptations like a big mac what i do is i award myself every week or two with something that's how i do it otherwise yeah. i kind of watch myself yep okay macbook pro with touch bar we talked about the touch bar another criticism is the lower or less travel keyboard similar to the one the macbook now just to add something apple is doing this also in their new Magic Keyboard. Have you ever used one of those? I have not. Okay. I have not really played with a MacBook's keyboard for more than a short time. It's not a computer on my radar. Not because it has limited connection, because when I'm traveling, I'm not really bringing all sorts of things that I require dongles for or cables for. I understand the point of that. The Magic Keyboard, I like better than Apple's former Bluetooth wireless keyboard. I really did. I don't know why, but I guess because of the larger keys, it seems more secure to me. They're doing that here. Are they on to something, Apple, or are we people who have used older type computer keyboards for many years really the people on the right here? I, I think Apple's on to something. I think that they've seen what's going on with the mechanical keyboards and people have started falling in love with those. I, I think it is a time to change up how the keyboards work, you know, as opposed to, you know, for a long time there, it was, you know, if you really took apart a keyboard, it was just a big rubber mat under the keys and it was a very soft resistance. I think as we're spending more and more time at our computers, that's where our hands spend the majority of our days on our keyboard. So why not keep improving that technology so that our fingers don't get fatigued, that our hands don't get as fatigued 
So it makes a lot of sense to me to throw some money into making sure the keyboards are as good as they can be. And Apple, I'm sure, has done usability testing with this. And I think if you're open-minded, you'll get used to it. I really did like the Magic Keyboard. Only thing is Apple sent it to me to review. So they had to have it back. You know, it's not that I can buy it at a discount. I do notice if I were to buy one, I can go on to eBay and instead of spending $99, I can get one for $70 or $80 or bid for one. You know, they got one here, new in retail box, $79.89. So I assume if you look hard enough, you can get one for $69. So I consider it if my keyboard goes, but I still have Apple Care and my iMac. And my keyboard did go bad. And I tried to persuade them to give me a magic keyboard. And he said, you know, if we didn't have one in stock, Apple, we would have done it. But since we had one in stock, sorry, you're going to have to get the same old keyboard again. Right. Yeah, it would have been nice if they could have just gone and lost the old one somehow in the warehouse. Well, you know, the Genius Bar, they have a stock room back there. The other criticism is, of course, about the fact that Apple's using the Skylake chips other than the new one, KB Lake. But if you look at Intel's launch schedule, you can't buy quad-core chips. The quad-core chips in KB Lake, they're just about to ship later in December. They're not shipping, so how can Apple use a chip family that's not shipping? And the other thing to bear in mind is from year to year, the differences in Intel's chips are usually fairly minor in terms of performance. You're not losing that much that Apple got the product out now, which people think is late, rather than wait till next spring. Correct. Yeah, I I think the whole problem was that folks like us that do watch all the developments, we knew the KB Lakes were, you know, starting to roll out there. You know, I, I was not aware that quad-core versions had not shipped yet, which does make a big difference. But those of us that are in this industry and we're familiar with what's coming out, you know, it did feel a little bit odd that we did not launch with KB Lake. However, how many more months could have Apple sat around going anytime now when they already were so late with releasing it? That's the big point here. Apple doesn't like shipping something for which you have to wait a long time. They did that when they revised the Mac Pro. They announced it in a June WWDC. It didn't ship till late December. But in a situation like this, it's already back-ordered, the MacBook Pro, from the first day where you had to wait two or three weeks for one, it was back-ordered. You order one today, you get it in mid-December. So if you want to order it before Christmas, you better hurry. And, you know, I don't think Apple wants to delay things anymore. I bet they're having enough trouble bringing up production amounts. Yeah, we don't know how difficult it is to put that touch bar in there. You know, in theory, it shouldn't be a very difficult thing. But, you know, putting something together like this is not a slapdash operation. You know, it's going to take a little bit more time. So getting those production levels up probably does take a little bit of time to get everything just right. And bear in mind here what Apple is doing. This is a notebook computer with two operating systems and two different processors. It's got the T1 processor, which is ARM-based, similar to the processor in the Apple Watch. They've got a secondary operating system distilled from Apple Watch to run the touch bar. So it's two processors, two operating systems. Now, I don't know why this hasn't been pursued in more detail, but does that leave Apple open to doing all sorts of wacky things with this scheme? There's been a lot of backroom chatter, at least inside of my own company, in our company chat room. We're like, what can they do with this touch bar? 
you know, is this a sneaky way of bringing in apps? Is it a way for them to open the app store to more developers? We don't know. It's a very curious that it is a separate operating system, and we really do wonder if there's something bigger planned down the road for this. Now, it may have been easier to bring Touch ID and this Touch Bar by doing it this way. This may have been a matter of necessity as much as anything else. Yes, that is quite possible because they already had the code working in that operating system. That may have been the best way for them to do it. So we have to see what direction. I do not believe there will be ARM-based Macs, though. And the reason is there are so many complications there. Apple's not selling enough Macs to make it work or make sense. And even if they can bring up performance and graphics to a point where it's better than Intel, you then have to put developers through this migration again. What do you do about virtual machines? A lot of people are running Windows and Linux and everything on their Macs with Parallels or VMware Fusion or one of the open source virtual machine apps. And that's a very important part of the Mac user base. I don't think Apple wants to give that up. No, I don't think they do either. And I don't think that they want to throw the developers for a loop at this point. You know, Intel is still, you know, for better or worse, the industry standard. It's the best way to make sure that their developers are going to stick with them. So I I don't think we're ever going to see them move to ARM-based. I think they're just going to stick with Intel. We've got more to cover here with Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Want to build a maintenance-free, low-and-slow charcoal briquette fire that burns for hours? For free, MeatMastersRadio.com will show you how to build a low-temp charcoal fire that's guaranteed fiddle-proof. It's easy and free. MeatMastersRadio.com teaches charcoal barbecue skills on new topics every week. Go to MeatMastersRadio.com. That's MeatMastersRadio.com. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved 
loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9256. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-9256. Call 1-800-958-9256. 1-800-958-9256. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Okay, enough for Apple, okay? People say we're too Apple-centric, so let's move on. Microsoft... New Surface books and everything. And then, of course, that Surface Studio. Have you guys at Techno Buffalo been able to test any of this stuff yet? We just released uh, this morning, I believe it was, our Surface Book review, which I unfortunately have not had time to read because my internet went down. Uh, but what the guys did tell me was that they really, really liked it. It's really fast, I understand. It's really expensive. You know, Microsoft is not charging less for their stuff than Apple. Yeah, I, that's that is a, a great point. And I think there's been such a, a concept for years now that Apple's just darn expensive. You look at these new Microsoft products; they're not cheap. So, is that what Microsoft is doing? Whatever they do, they're hoping to meet Apple as a company that makes premium PC hardware, 
And if that's what they're doing, what do all the PC companies out there fighting for lower prices do if Microsoft is going to gut their hopes for higher profits? I don't know. I think the vast majority of people, you know, there's a lot of computers sold on Black Friday. And I just use that as an example as we're coming up to it. But you go into one of these stores on a Black Friday and, you know, they've got some super cheap laptop. There's going to be a line out the door for that laptop. You know, the vast majority of people still just want a basic computer because all they're going to do with it is browse the web and read email. So will these companies get all upset about Microsoft trying to go for the high end? I don't know. That's going to be an interesting war to watch as it goes on because we don't even really know how much of the market Microsoft's going to be able to capture on their own yet. Well, as I said, the thing that bothers me about something like this is that PC makers who are supporting Microsoft's platform should not be in the position of having to fight up against them. It's kind of the same logic that Google is using with Pixel, phone by Google. Now, in the past, the Nexus was basically a platform product, a showcase product that was built by one of the other companies. And in this case, I believe it's HTC that's making the Pixel phone. But still here, Google is making a more direct effort to compete with its partners. Yeah, this is an odd situation because whenever a a company like this gets into direct competition with what are their customers, you have to wonder what they're going to do because you know, can say Adele, just as an example, go, well, we're angry with Microsoft for doing this. Where are they going to go? Are they going to start building just Linux machines? You know, I nothing against Linux whatsoever, but, you know, the vast majority of people don't even know that's an operating system. So really, there's no downside for Microsoft, excuse me here, because what are the other manufacturers going to do? Just give up making Windows machines? They'd have no business then. Same with companies that are focused on Android phones. You know, what are they going to do? You know, are they going to go to Google and go, we're not going to use Android anymore? Yes, they could go to Cyogen, but even that's a derivative of Android. The, the manufacturers that both Google and Microsoft could be stealing customers from don't have a whole lot of other options if they want to continue to be playing in those spaces. So is that a way they can take advantage of them, say, look... We're going to have these flagship products and that's it. Now, it's possible here that they might have agreed to say, look, we're not going to attempt to sell too many of them. We'll use them as flagship products designed to showcase the platform. We're not going to go after all your customers. We're going to keep it limited. I don't know if that's true. Obviously, even though sales are up on the surface line, it's still not amazingly large sales. Correct. Yeah. I doubt that they, they've built in any sort of limitation with their manufacturing partners. But, you know, th- these are not going to be wide ranging products. You know, you can't throw a rock anymore without finding someplace that sells iPads or iPhones. But the pixels are limited to Verizon. If you want to buy them carrier based, if you want to buy them unlocked, you have to go through Google. So that's that's limiting uh, their entry into the market somewhat on their own, just through the natural way they're doing it. So I don't know. I, I think that these are a, 
the the strange thing about Pixel is that the Nexus line was very much a developer's line. It was supposed to be there for developers so that they had always the freshest thing to work with. The Pixel is a bit different, and we're not quite sure how this is going to play out yet because it is definitely more consumer-friendly than Nexus was. And so that does make you wonder a little bit, is Google shifting and going, you know, maybe we should be getting more of that sweet Android money? Remember here, Google doesn't make a lot of money from Android. It's all about targeted ads. Mm-hmm. And by having a billion users of Android or whatever the current number is, they're thinking of all the people looking at those ads, and that's where they get the clicks. But pure income from Android, well, whatever they sell of Pixel, which is not going to be anything that's great shakes. Right. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure what the Pixel is yet. Google's trying a lot of different things right now with you know the Google Home. You know uh, the the Google Home is a very odd product to me because it's interesting, but it's not quite there yet. We when we did our review, we found that it wasn't quite as full featured as we expected it to be. It's not as intelligent as the Google Assistant on the Pixel, which we found really odd. You can't ask it the contextual questions like you can on the Pixel. So, you know, Amazon's already got a huge leg up in this category with the Echo. Google's trying a lot of different things right now. I think there's a lot of companies that, you know, as I was saying earlier, Apple's trying to find its new direction. I think a lot of companies are trying to do that right now. There is a definite shift in the market. You don't see people as fervent about the latest phone as they used to be. There doesn't seem to be any one product right now that is the must-have. And I think we that's what we're seeing is all these companies are trying to figure out what is it that consumers are craving? What is this must-have product that we're not producing? Well, the big problem with that is everybody has a smartphone. So a large number of the purchases, except in developing countries like India and China and countries like that, a large number of these purchases are to upgrade existing gear. Right. Right. And that's the problem that people had with TV sets. With TV sets, they went through a number of years ago the transition to high definition. So right now, today's 2016 TV sets are nicer than the one you got in 2012, maybe. But it's not that much nicer. You don't see a real direct difference unless you look at them side by side, except for the 4K, and you only see the 4K with a large screen, and you're not too far away from the set. So even with that, that's a market that's saturated. They've met the needs of their customers. I guess the auto business has the same thing, where car sales are up, but they never get much more than what they were before. And the reason is that, you know, people want a car, have a car, or are buying a car for the first time, in which case it may be used. It's not the growth business. Now, electric cars might be the growth business, right? Right. No, you're 100% correct. You know, I think if anyone, there are those rare occurrences where, you know, someone new comes into the smartphone world, uh, for instance, my father just last December, you know, he's going to be 70. He had only used flip phones until I finally was like, look, there are no flip phones left for you to buy. You're going to have to change phones. You're going to have to have a smartphone. But in general, you're 100% right. It's just upgrades. There's not going to be growth anymore. 
because everyone that wants one's got one. We have one more segment to spend with Sean Ani of Techno Buffalo. Go to technobuffalo.com. And we're kind of going catch as catch can here with the subject matter. And these are things you can read, such as that review of the Surface book at the Techno Buffalo site. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e soft dot d-e slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. ProPure water filters, making water great again. Taste and feel the difference with state-of-the-art filter technology. Pro1 G2.0 and ProMax filters are independent lab-tested to NSF standards. Choose from gravity, countertop, pitcher, shower, and inline filtration products. There's a ProPure for you. Buy risk-free today. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Today, living in the United States means that your online privacy is at risk. Regaining that privacy means going abroad. Privacy Abroad offers secure online privacy because our servers are located in Switzerland, a safe haven for digital communications. As a law-abiding citizen, you have nothing to hide, but you certainly have something to lose. Regain your Fourth Amendment rights and your peace of mind. Go to patriot.privacyabroad.com now. That's patriot.privacyabroad.com. You are what you eat? No, not true. You are what you can absorb, because not absorbing nutrition leads to nutritional deficiency and degenerative diseases. Medication does not fix nutritional deficiencies, and North American soil is now 85% nutritionally depleted. That means your body is not getting the vitamins it needs from just grown foods. Introducing Protovite, the world's first and only full-spectrum protosomal supplement. Protovite is a proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. That's rapid absorption. Then Protovite liquid continues to release sustained nutrition in the stomach, intestines, and colon over a prolonged period of time. See Protovite in action. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video today at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Or call 502 410 34 
402-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE, GSM, and Sprint networks. Introducing PIX Wireless. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, or unlock GSM phones with PIX and choose from an arsenal of monthly plans or build your own. Starting at only $2.99 per month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-205-9513 or PIXWireless.com, spelled P-I-X-Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So we have a real trooper. I got to tell you again, I really feel... Really grateful to Sean Ani because obviously we have a show to do. And he had a situation there where he lives up. I don't know if you call them the boondocks, but in northern Missouri, it's the boondocks, right? It's the boondocks. It it takes me about 30 seconds to find a cow. So, yes, I, I live in a very rural area. So his Internet connection went down. And what he did as a trooper is he drove to the into town to the McDonald's, except that their Wi-Fi connection wasn't so good. So because he has unlimited LTE, he hooked on to his LTE connection using a Bose headset and mic on his smartphone. What kind of smartphone? It's an iPhone 6 Plus. Okay, an iPhone 6 Plus. Okay, folks, using Skype. And it sounds almost as good as his home with his microphone, so he always has a choice there. I think we certainly invented the wheel here. Well, and I have more interesting uh, surroundings here as I, I'm sitting across from a Walmart, so I'm watching you know all these people go in and out of Walmart as opposed to I'm usually staring at a white wall. So uh, at least I have some entertainment as I'm sitting here. Now, are people able to see you clearly? Who's that nutcase sitting there talking? I'm parked in the corner of the parking lot, so the angles of being able to see me are cut down a little bit, thankfully. Okay, so that's it right here. This is like one of these big, quiet, comfort Bose headphones or what? Yeah, it's the QC25. So they're, they're big, over-the-ears <laughs> headphones. They're, they're not small. Let's just look into other stuff here, just a little bit more in the tech industry. Now, back to Macs and PCs. We know what Apple's doing with the MacBook Pro, and it covers a lot of interesting ground, the touch bar being their answer to a touch screen because I'll never have a touchscreen on a Mac. Is there anything new in PC land that's exclusive or original? What about the Surface Studio, you know, where you can take that screen and move it in all sorts of directions? Is that anything interesting or is the price too high? I think the price is too high. You know, the dial you do buy separately, but, you know, your average computer user, grandma who just reads her email on her computer is going to have no need for a computer this size. She's going to have no need for the dial. Again, I think there a lot of the companies are trying to cater to very specific markets right now. They're trying to make a product that's the be-all, end-all for market X. More power to them. I think that's how they're going to grow. Still, they're going to be replacing existing computers, but hopefully they're replacing it with a computer with a higher profit margin on it. So 
I don't know. I mean, the studio, it looks gorgeous from what I've seen of it. I've not seen one in person, but all the staff members that have have said it's absolutely beautiful. The screen is gorgeous. The hinges are beautiful that they talked about endlessly at the presentation. You know, so it looks like a great computer, but that price tag is just so much. And you have to compare it with a 1999 27-inch iMac with 5K Retina display. That's a very important means of comparison. And even if you buy the iMac with a higher-end configuration, it's still quite a bit cheaper. It's a question of, do you want the touchscreen? And how is that doing in PC land? Are a lot of people moving that way? The touchscreens are, there are so many of them out there now, but when I'm in a Starbucks or I'm in any public place where there's a lot of people using a laptop, I don't really ever see anyone reaching up and touching their screen. You know, as I watch from afar, you know, I know lots of people with touchscreen computers. You really just don't ever see them touching it. I think it was an idea that they thought would take off. And I think it's just such an unnatural motion to lift your hand that much that it's just not a feature that a lot of people use. So there was an assumption there. I think there's a lot. I think that's how a lot of things happen in the tech industry. There are assumptions it's great to do focus studies, you know, and bring in people and say, well, what do you think about this? And they're going to be excited about it because it's new and it's fresh to them, but they're not using it in a real world environment. And I think that sometimes colors these decisions that these computer companies make and they decide this is a feature everybody needs. And they just learned this from a little test group in a sterile room and not a real-world environment. Well, they didn't get the election right either, the pollsters. So sampling (laughs) has to be rethought. I'm not one to discuss politics, but if we're just going to discuss polling, yes, I do think we have two great examples recently of the Brexit vote, which showed that they were not going to exit the EU, and we have the recent U.S. presidential election, I think there's a definite case to be made that sampling needs some work, and that can be applied to the technology industry for sure. In fairness, the USB LA Times polls consistently showed Trump to be in the lead narrowly, and they use a different kind of sampling, and I think part of it is they were able to grab people who traditionally don't respond to polls and may have been reluctant to admit they were voting for Trump. So when the conspiracies came out that that's what was going on, why the polls must be wrong, they were right. It certainly looks that way. And I think there's going to be a lot of pollsters that are finding themselves being retrained on the job in the wake of uh, this recent election. Yeah, but doing focus group testing by computer companies, they come up with stuff that really doesn't make any sense. As you say, with the two-in-one or convertible notebooks, my biggest test is the same one. I can certainly use an iPad or an iPhone. But when I take my 17-inch MacBook Pro, another dinosaur, I'm a dinosaur, and my computer's a dinosaur, and I raise my hand 10, 15 times to the top of the screen to touch it just to see what would happen. Well, you know what? My arm doesn't feel that great. And why should I engage in an activity that's going to hurt myself? I mean, I have been keyboarding. I've been typing on keyboards since I was 11 years old, rather heavily. And I don't have any carpal tunnel or anything. I'm doing pretty good. So whatever I'm doing is right. And that would, to me, not be right. 
I totally agree. And it may change, you know, the, as kids grow up with a given technology, that becomes the norm. And there's every chance that the kids today are going to grow up with touchscreens and they're going to find it to be a much more natural act to do that with a laptop or a desktop to reach up and touch that screen. But those of us that are of older generations, you know, I, I'm younger than you, but I, I'm up there as well. Everybody and, is younger than me. <laughs> so it's us that are going to fight against it, but maybe the kids as they're growing up with it will accept it as the new normal. We just don't know yet. And maybe, you know, as they move their wrists and their shoulders and their arms, their muscles will become accustomed to it as they're growing up. And therefore, what to us is painful to them will be natural. I have no idea what's going to happen there. Sean Ani, tell our listeners where we can find more of the stuff that you do. You can go over to technobuffalo.com and you'll find all the latest news and rumors about phones. And we'll also be reviewing them, also talking about tablets and computers and all sorts of different stuff. So technobuffalo.com is definitely where you want to check us out. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook. And consider our other radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. It's called the Paracast at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. And this week we'll be featuring old-time broadcaster Bob Zanotti, Gogs Mackay from Scotland, and myself. And we're going to be talking about the discussion about Hillary Clinton expressing interest in finding out the secrets of ufos if she were elected president but what happens now that she lost at paracast.com please check out the special feature of this show the one numeral uno best way to support the tech night owl live we call it tech night owl plus we offer a commercial free version of this show better quality audio and all those goodies and more coming you just have to check plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot Our prices begin at $4.99 a month. That's the new pricing. As they say, our price cheap. Plus.technightowl.com. That's not an original term. I think you know that if you've been around for a while. Okay. Sean Ani, thanks for being a trooper. I owe you a lunch now. But not at McDonald's. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Bye, everyone. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.